And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You are joined again with your hosts, Sean Gervais from Orbis X CRM, as well as Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill from the Pints and Polishing Podcast, as well as HyperClean Car Care Products. And we are at your disposal for whatever you need. That's right. And uh, oh, know. maybe not whatever. Whatever. Like I may have opened a door there. I feel like uh, some people have already tried to take advantage of that. Oh, very, very much so. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Actually, that's been something that's been happening a lot lately. <laughs> All right. So we had 4th of July. You had O Canada Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maple syrup what's, day. Yeah. What's the difference? Um, About 30 cents on the dollar. <laughs> Sorry. Current exchange rate joke. Um, <laughs> so not too much difference although i will say this canada day felt both less patriotic than normal and also more patriotic than normal in kind of a weird way um because usually uh it's a big deal downtown you know so i live in the nation's capital and they have this huge fireworks display every year uh this year was a lot less than normal usually you can see it from every end of the city even if you're not downtown you can see it hear it everything like that Uh, This year was a little different. Instead, they had fighter jets that were going around, which is kind of cool. We call them the snowbirds. Um, And so they uh, they have the wings painted and they do little loop de loops and they, you know, let out some red exhaust at the back and they, you know, draw shit in the sky. It's kind of cool. So they had that going on. However, that also terrified a lot of people because they're very concerned. A lot of my neighbors especially are very concerned that the war is headed this way. (laughs) So they all thought the end of the world's coming and they're just very old and didn't realize it was Canada Day. Um, but so it, it was wild. Man. <laughs> so some some neighbors uh, were quite concerned and were, you know, leaving notes in people's doors to take cover. It was it was crazy. Anyway, so there was that aspect of it. But uh, it was very patriotic on our end because we actually did something this year that we don't normally do. And part of the reason is because our previous houses have all been in areas where certain things weren't permissible per se, like setting off fireworks. So it's it's a really restrictive conservative town. Well, I thought you meant area. like anal or something. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, what are you guys doing? No, no, everyone does that in the street. That's fine. <laughs> That's the perception. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, so, well, it is that. Well, it was that month. <laughs> but um so yeah it was fireworks season for us and i did something that i don't usually do because you know we we've done fireworks before obviously but i always went for that kind of like variety pack it's got a little bit of this a little bit of that whatever it's easy right it's just everything all in one this year i did something a little different there's a guy that's not too far from our house and he works out of a trailer only on special occasions and the sign just says fireworks kaboom that's it that's his company name tells you exactly what you need to know so i went to see him and uh gave me a really good deal and i didn't do the variety pack because he did have those but instead i said what do you got that puts on a real show and with a little bit of english he was trying to say how long do you want it to last kaboom that's all he said he literally threw in the kaboom in the end so i was like man at least an hour and a half two hours and i love the kaboom let's go So, so anyway sold us all these little boxes of things but each one when you light it it's a series of fireworks inside of it and so it's like a box but you light one end and it just kind of does its thing for a long period of time so anyway those things and holy shit the kaboom it, it was it was nuts man it was so anyway it was a lot of fun though but the whole backyard after we were done it was just like a cloud of smoke that just lingered forever because it was really humid and uh anyway so we set off probably more fireworks than we should have (laughs) but but it was a blast man so yeah so that's what we did so it was more patriotic for us in that regard um but aside from that i don't know it's a lot different i'd say than than what i've experienced on your side of the fence Uh, like you guys i mean depending where you are you guys take it pretty damn serious you know oh yeah i mean it's some people will trade half a kidney for it yeah yeah it's yeah. true. It's happened actually. Yeah. I know. I witnessed it twice. Yeah, twice. I put the ice in the bathtub. <laughs> no good. <laughs> but man, that's awesome, though, man. Yeah. So, did you, you guys do the fireworks thing? Yeah, or? yeah. Of course. It's it's yeah, one of nice. my favorite holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I love to cook, which you always yeah. have a cookout. 
and we do a, a neighborhood. We live in yeah. a cul-de-sac. So ever since I moved in, built that house 13 years ago, like we've done the same thing every year. So Beautiful. cook out and yeah. then blow up stuff. And nice. My pineapple. Two very American things. <laughs> turned out really good. Oh, Everybody shit. loved okay. it. Ah, so I baked the chicken first, put it, put it in the, the oven for a little bit while okay. I worked on the sauce, cut up pineapple, juice the pineapple, nice. put in some rum, put in some brown sugar, some onion, you know, all that stuff, create the sauce yeah, then yeah. put it out on the grill, get that char on the chicken. Yeah, so you got yeah. some of that burnt charges to it and then rubbed oh, man, on I'm the glaze. It. Jesus. Oh yeah, man. It was wonderful. Oh man. Jesus. When you're practicing those video skills, you need to, uh, I don't know, do some reels or something, you know, uh, some yeah, of the food stuff. I should, I should do some video, some food videos. I should, cause yeah. I love food. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I love to cook. So I, I should do some good idea. Good idea. Should 100%. Try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then fireworks wise, you know, I'm a, I'm a Roman candle. You know, mm. you gotta have some Roman candles. Those are good. Yep. Got to. Uh, and then, you know, some good old just poppers, you know, that you, you light and it goes pop, right? Yeah. But my number one that I always have to get beyond those two are the flowers that spin. Ah, yeah, I have yeah. a really interesting addiction to lighting them until they almost go off and then tossing them in the air so that then the mm. spin makes it go. And then you really don't know yeah. where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's a lot of fun. And it'll like sometimes start heading right towards you and then like zoom off the other way. And then it's gone. Yeah. You yeah, literally yeah. never know. And so at the end of it, I'm always like, okay, cool. Another year made it all good. Made it. Yeah, you know, yeah. because there's oh, some close calls, right? There's some close calls. There really it's are. True. <laughs> there are. So, you know, you just celebrate that you you made it through. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, I love it. You know, we just sit out, you know, hanging out, yeah. drinking some beer and you know, watching yeah. stuff go kaboom you know yeah, absolutely and for me yeah it's, it's one of my favorite times too because uh, i'm not so big on new year's i know a lot of people get hung up on new year's you know and i feel like new year's was never a huge thing for me because I, I never regretted the year before it was always just like it didn't really matter you know what i mean <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just i've been on a steady incline it doesn't matter what the, the year is to be honest so i don't know I, like i know a lot of people like the resolutions and like starting over it's like their time to put all the past shit in the past and like whatever, but I don't know. I never thought like that. So I always preferred the other holidays, you know? Yeah. And so that's where, if I was to say a favorite time of year, plus, I mean, I'm born in July as well. So my birthday's coming up in uh, a week, week and a half, um, a week on a day. There we go. 14th. July what? July 14th. July 14th. Yeah. Well, that's a great day. That's next Friday. Exactly. You got it, man. Right. In the I know that because that's the day I'm flying out absolutely yeah yeah and then we're gonna celebrate be celebrate your our... birthday there we go thanks man absolutely at three thirty thousand feet mm -hmm. <laughs> have, have a shot for me man absolutely and uh yeah so then we'll be filming our episode from a new location yeah yeah to be determined to be determined tbd TBD. all right so let's get into the tips uh i'll yeah. throw mine out because i know we got a lot to talk about with with yours all right sounds good and i'm excited to hear it. so AI, I've always, since I heard about it, always curious. Haven't really yeah. understood it. So I, so I really, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into some AI with you. Awesome. So my tip, um, I'm going to go ABT. Yeah. Now I was trying to figure ABT, out what this right? So I've, I've done this over the past couple of weeks, right? There's always this little acronym, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Sesame well, Street. You, like, yeah, 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 there you go. A little Sesame Street. You know, we're off the clock, having some booze. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. what it is. Keep it simple. Keep it exactly. simple. Exactly. Three it letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three letters. A, right. B, T. A, B, T. And I want you to go into the Orbis X group and go look at my July 4th post. Mm. And I say this, and this is my tip, because this is where so many people struggle, myself included, is how to write after you make a post, after you do a photo, what is it that you're supposed to write? Hmm. And how do you do it? So if you go in and look, there's a formula. It's called A-B-T. Right. I didn't follow the formula to the absolute end yeah but I was gonna say to the t 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I stopped. A stands oh. for ant. And okay. B stands for something we all love. Nice what? big butts. <laughs> T is therefore. Okay. Yeah. So when you're writing out content or writing out an email or writing out a sales proposal, anything that you're having to write out, even you could even say verbally communicating. Yeah. You're wanting to tell a story. That's so many people go on. Oh, I, I mean, what am I supposed to tell a story about? I mean, I can't tell a story about this cup. I'm trying to sell them something else, right? Like, I don't mean it that way. I mean, yeah. a story inside of the conversation, some way to get the people that you're talking to, to want to read more mm. and to understand and then to question, right? So inside of that, you need two things. You need something to draw. Then in every movie, in every video that does well, any type of story, there's draw. And then there's some type of struggle or antagonism or battle or whatever you want to say. It's Keep a push and a pull. Yeah. There's a progress and there's something that goes and makes you go, wait, what? Right. So yeah. here's how you play it out. A, B, T. And, but. Therefore, okay. so if you read through and you'll read what I wrote, I specifically put in an and, and then I put in a but, right? So here we go. Most of us like to try products when they are on sale. Very true, right? So yeah. most of us, you're, you're latched in. And, right, there's the and, okay. July 4th is a great time to save. Okay. But all right, see, we're, we're progressing. And then yeah. I'm going to throw a butt in when somebody hears the word, but, or they read the word, but it immediately pulls into their mind that goes, oh, wait, something's different. Yeah. And that's the grab, right? That's we've already drawn them in. And now we've got to throw in that something different, that antagonist, right? We got to mm -hmm. make their mind change just a little bit, but what should you try? Huh. Get huh. some question, you know. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 right. Definitely go with slick for a drying aid and silica sealant. But and that puts in that extra little, right? You better yeah. hurry, because da, da da da. I would have should have said then, therefore, go to hypercleanstore.com and buy it now, right? Hey, yeah. Something that then ties it all back in. It is a philosophy. It's a theory called ABT and, but therefore you can't suggest yeah. what they should do without building up the moment. Okay. And you've got to build up that moment by tying yeah. them in and bringing some type of antagonistic thing around. Yeah. So I like that. Remember cause... when you're writing out things or talking about things, Right. So you would say something like if you are writing about things and if you're talking about things, but you're not quite sure what the person needs to hear, then you should use the ABT. Uh -huh. That was that was well played right there. That was. And, you know, it's that's actually a really interesting theory because I see a lot of ads online and I use the Facebook ads library all the time to check out competitors and I can instantly see ads that I just know ignore this one that's not going to do well but i've never really thought about specifically what i was looking for that why that's not going to do well but they share those common elements where they'll have two of those ingredients but not three or most often they'll have one of those ingredients you know so the i find a lot of ads give the therefore but they don't build up with the the a and the b they'll just be like book now or you know get your ceramic coating done something like that they just they just go right in for it there's no build up there for the customer, right? And that's where, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And now, but you can't, you also can't use and over and over and over. Yeah. You've got to follow that formula. Yeah. And there's people when I've, when I've studied or looked or read and, and looked into this, every time they would say, every time you use the word and, you have to use the but. Okay. Wow. If you have too many ands, then you're dragging people on. Yeah. We all enjoy something something that makes us right yeah. we like to get led on but then we 
we need something inside of us, the way our brains all work. We need to hear that, but we need to hear something isn't right. Like, give me a, hold on, give me a yeah. hold on moment. Right. Like, hold on a yeah, second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Therefore I need to do the, okay, cool. That's and true. I can yeah. Follow that trail. You know what I like about that too, though, without putting too many ends and following that formula, your ads will almost become shorter inevitably because you're following a formula that has just those three pieces kind of thing. Right. And so you get right to the meat and potatoes with having the buildup instead of all these and, 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 and I've seen a lot of ads like that where they're like, you know, get your car ceramic coated because it's fast and it's really easy. And this is the protection it offers. And this is the brand that we use. And, 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 and after two sentences, I'm gone. Like, yep. like scroll. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? like, but if they would have said, yeah. but, and when put something in that made you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Changes right? my like, frame of that yeah. antagonist, right? That something that you're leading on, but then it's like, yeah. whoa, hold on. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and then you know therefore who I think you is go this way. Great at this. Some comedians. Really good comedians are really good at following a formula like that. They probably have a different term for it or they don't even realize they're doing it, but they're really good at leading us into a story that's not going to be too long because they got to get to the punchline. But they do it in that kind of a way where they'll kind of, you know, this is happening, you know, but this and your your brain's kind of going and then boom, you get hit with the punchline, right? Yeah. Interesting. All right. I like so the there's my one and done. One and done. done. We can get to that bouquet. Absolutely. I got my Angostura <laughs> rum. I'm still rolling on it. Oh, I got baby. a couple of Cokes over here. So listen, ready. man, I'm I'm ready to drink and listen you know to what? you talk about AI. I, I got something to tell you real quick about that. So rum and Coke. Okay. So I completely had my world changed the other day. Um, so no more rum and Cokes ever. Um I'm not a huge rum and coke guy to begin with, but I usually <laughs> like rest in peace. See, I usually I'm, I'm drinking just straight right now. Uh, it's chilled, but um, a friend introduced me to this thing called a Batanga. And I was like, what the hell's a Batanga? So Batanga. Like a fun position. Yeah, what kind right? of friend was this? I know. That's what I thought. And then, and then I jumped into um, Topanga. I don't know if you remember Boy Meets World, but everyone had a crush on her. Uh, but anyways, um, so tells me about this Batanga. So it's basically Mexico's version of a Roman Coke, just substitute tequila, okay, with, you know, cola, but their cola that they have there, and uh, lime wedges. But here's the interesting thing. The place where this was originated, every glass the guy made has a unique taste because he stirred it with this massive knife that he used to cut all his veggies. So whenever he was making, you know, enchiladas or whatever he's making, all the veggies that he was cutting up throughout the day, he would stir your drink with his knife. So every one had its own kind of unique thing. So I did that. I prepped all my stuff for dinner. And then I went and I made myself some batangas. And I tell you, I don't know if it was because every drink was getting stronger, but each one tasted different. <laughs> but it was also fantastic. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's actually a really good combination. So the batanga, that's, that's some homework for the next episode. And uh, so I do have a bouquet. And it's all neatly done into one uh, bouquet, but there's several flowers here. Now, what this is, these are not talking points per se, but I'm going to read some of them. And what this is, is these are responses from chat GPT. Because we live in a wonderful world with AI. Orbisex is the first and still to this day, the only CRM in the detailing industry and the automotive industry that has artificial intelligence built into it. Um, others may say they work with some AI stuff. It's not really built in. And there's a big difference in what ai is and so there's what is ai yeah thank you that's absolutely. what i'm i'm on no my, my edge of my chair what absolutely. is ai so there's artificial intelligence <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so ai fundamentally is a set of principles it's because it can come in a lot of different forms. Some, sometimes it's technology, sometimes it's code, sometimes it's other things, right? Um, but essentially, it's a learning system, and it's a system that improves by failing a lot. So you need to make a system that's capable of failing in order to make an AI, an artificial intelligence. And all it is, is as it fails, it needs to somehow learn from its mistakes to improve itself. And it can do that with... Some AI is based on user input. Some of it's a mix of user input, but also self-assessment 
So you can build a system that can score itself on how well it did. Um, so a good example would be if you built an AI that um, flips a coin. Okay, so and that might be literally a robotic arm that just flips a coin. So right? when you say build, what are you build? Is that the code? You got to so build in, the code that tells it to absolutely. Do things, and if something happens, it's got to do this. Yes, exactly. So in the case of Orbis X, for example, it's a lot of code that's been built and it's kind of the brain of something. And then there's an assessment system and then there's a training model as well that gets built. So there's several pieces of code that all work together to make this ecosystem where there's attempts made. That's what it all is, right? Code and, and like rules but, and how to's and that type. Exactly. Of stuff. But that's that's okay. the thing is sometimes you could have something that's not even code based. It could be just a series of, it could be like pulleys and levers, but as long as there's a way for it to improve itself, that could be classified as artificial intelligence. Code as we know, or as we know AI, it's basically code. It's basically code. Absolutely. But that's where the reason I'm highlighting the difference is that some people- Let's hold on. For, yeah. for everybody that doesn't know what code is. Ah, gotcha. So the ones and zeros that make your computer do stuff, right? Ultimately. Well, how does it do? I mean, what is this run of code- it's not just numbers. There's also symbols. So basically oh, yeah. those symbols, it's like symbols. a language. Yep, and exactly. the language of AI is different symbols and numbers to tell it what to do and then what to do when they fail at doing that. Yes, exactly. And then continuously okay. improve upon that. And a lot of languages have evolved to be including Will AI write its own code or you always have to write the code for it. it. The AI, some AIs can write their own code and continue to improve their own code. It depends on how they're constructed. So the Orbis X AI, for example, has the ability to write some of its own code, but not create new code in a lot of scenarios. All right. So let's go to iRobot. Let's go to, you know, Perfect. let's yeah. go to that. You know, there's that whole segment of society that, yeah, yeah. that sees terrifying. these robots start to walk around. Because that's yeah. pretty cool that what they've used with AI and going For into sure. robotics. It's pretty cool what they're doing. For sure. Can I robot and can sure. artificial intelligence start to, you know, develop its own? Will we be owned by the robots later in life? Um, yeah, I would say we should be. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you hope so. You're one of I, those. Huh? <laughs> I hope they make our life easier in every capacity out there. What was that cartoon where it had the family that they couldn't get along with everybody and they were crazy, but then the robots came to kill them all? And it's like, anyway, there's a cartoon movie from like a year ago or so. It was a crazy fun movie. They were always in a car and the robots were like, would take everybody and go into a pod. And they oh, were, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, but no, the, there was another one I was thinking, but it, it was started from a goal, cell phone, but, right? That little cell phone guy that then yeah, yeah, the AI inside this. So, so can that actually happen? So, I mean, the Simpsons didn't record yeah, yeah. AI yet, so we don't know. So if we it don't could, know until right? they put but out an episode. Until Simpsons then does we'll it, then we'll know. Absolutely. But coming from Orbis X, could could yeah, AI? So, you know. For sure, it would be possible in some capacities, but it, it would like if we built robots that were out there running around and stuff like that, they're going to need power. So then they would have to have found a way to power solar. themselves. What did you say? Water? Solar. Oh, solar. Yeah, yeah. Well, then we just wait for a cloudy day and murder them all. You know, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be recycling day, bitch. <laughs> but so, so there's the, the amount of hurdles that an AI would have to go through to sustain that, like, I mean, human beings, we've done a really good job of just decimating so many different cultures and species and everything like that. I think the AI would be more fearful of us, to be honest. Uh, but then there's that argument that that's why the AI would turn against us, because like I, I looked at humans and they're horrible. And so you need to be controlled. Yeah. Put it this way. We would be so far away from something like that happening. Um, well, that like it's, 10 more years. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it won't be in our lifetime for sure, one hundred percent. And and a big reason for that is that so much of this technology is powerful, but only when it's used in conjunction with a human being. And that's part of what I'll highlight with this homework that I did. But uh, but yeah, it's you know the robotics and stuff because everything's programmed with limitations as well. 
And so it all depends on what you allow it to manipulate and what you allow it not to, you know? Um, but some, like some scary things, there's more scary things coming out of AI that have human involvement than there are the opposite. Like there's um, hacking groups that they listen to a clip of your voice. They take a couple of pictures of your face, whatever, a video, something from online. And the scary part is they could call your parents, for example. Let's say a, a kid calls, says, hey, mommy, daddy, I'm filling out this form and I can't remember my social insurance number. Do you, do you by chance remember what it is? And then they're like, oh, yeah, sweetie, no problem. Read off the social. And it's like, oh, OK, great. Thanks. You know? And then now they're doing God knows what, setting up, a, you know, another profile identity for you and stuff. So there's there's things like that that have happened that, well, they say have happened. Who knows? But uh, but AI. A lot of AI is in its infancy still, and the things it can do are rudimentary or very focused. I would say very focused. Like even the Orbis X AI, it's very focused in what it can and can't do. There's boundaries on things that it can do. And it's not like I have to think about, you know, oh, please don't murder somebody because it it's not able to. It doesn't have hands. It doesn't have arms. You know what I mean? So it's the limitations are already there just based on how focused it is on what it's doing. Um, so like within Orbis X, a good example is we have something called the heartbeat. Uh, so there's the AI heartbeat, and that's one of the components that's been coded. And what it does is it studies business owners and their staff. So all it's looking for is data on, you know, how many jobs you have in the shop, how often you have jobs in the shop, how many, you know, per day you're doing, how long each one takes, how many services on average each one takes, how many customers, this and that. It's assessing all these things the days a week that you're working, uh, the hours that you're working. If that varies in a certain day, it'll count it as an anomaly, but it'll still keep track of it. But if that starts to continuously happen, it'll see, okay, you're working now six days a week when you were working four or five. And so what it's going to do is start a timer and it's going to say, you can't keep this up forever. It's going to factor in your age. It's going to factor in whether you're male or female, things like that. And then it'll start to assess your profile and it'll say, Marty's probably feeling a little tired. And so then it'll adjust your schedule automatically in terms of what's available and what's shown to customers, you know, but then there's some accounts, depending on how they've set up their limitations, the AI ignores that completely. You might not be using staff schedules, for example. So it's going to just ignore that completely and say, well, you've just made a decision that you're never tired because you're not using staff schedules. So there's, there's limitations where it'll stop and it's, you know, hard coded to do those kind of stops. So that's where AI can get really complex, really interesting, but it can also stay within certain bounds that you don't have to worry about robots, you know, picking your brain and stuff like that. <laughs> but some interesting shit though, because a lot of people, as we, you know, talked with the ABT, they're not sure what to say. They're not sure what to do. They're not sure even who their customers are or things like that. So I gave Chad GPT some tasks today. All right. There's going to be people that go. What's ChatGPT? Mm -hmm. Good question. So ChatGPT, and there's a bunch of them out there. ChatGPT is just one of them. Uh, but they're. One of them what? One of those. It's, it's a website, ultimately, that someone can use. It's technology someone can tap into. Some with a website, some with an API. Don't worry about those technical terms. But basically, it's an interface that you can interact with. You can ask it questions and it will give responses or answers as best as it can that are continuously improved with community feedback. And how is that basically explain? like Alexa? It's essentially like Alexa because there is artificial intelligence built into Alexa, Google Home, all those boxes. They all have AI built into them. Um, absolutely. And it's very similar to that. It's a little more robust in what it can produce. And one of the advantages is that it can produce uh, things for you that build on top of each other. And I, I'm going to illustrate that with this because you can ask it a question. For example, you could say, uh, let's just say, hey, Chad GPT, um, what's the weather going to be like today? It's going to tell you what the weather is wherever you are. Okay, that's nothing fascinating. A lot of things do that, right? But then you can say, based on the current weather that you just told me, what should I wear today? So you can build on top of previous questions. And that's where you can start to have a conversation now, instead of just something regurgitating answers, because it's really easy. The technology is there and it doesn't even have to be artificial. 
intelligence that's giving you, you know, what's the weather today? That could be just speech recognition that then takes that query and, you know, spits it back based on matching the weather, right? Can you buy AI? Can you just go to a website and be like, hey, I want to buy a little small AI and uh, so you can, you can purchase uh, a baby AI, a know, baby AI. Baby, Absolutely. Baby. This is the one instance you can purchase babies legally. <laughs> so uh, no, you can adopt babies, I guess, but that's not really purchasing, but although it is, there's a fee. Att- you know what? That's a whole nother episode. Um, so, so yeah, you can buy a baby AI for sure. Uh, how advanced it'll be probably not very advanced. Um, but then again, uh, chat GPT, they do have a free version, but then they also have paid versions as well. Um, you know, faster responses, supposedly more advanced features, things like that. Um, so there's AIs that you can purchase as well. You can purchase access to. You may not own the AI, but you it's kind of like a baby for a day, you know, so you can you can lease the baby. <laughs> so there's there's options for that, but you can definitely you can build an AI um, and you can also purchase something that's pre-made and then improve it as it goes kind of thing. Um, so depending what you want to do. Why do you think the other uh, apps inside our industry haven't haven't gone that direction? Why do you think you're the only one? Uh, I'd say a few reasons. Um, I'd say lack of understanding of what it is, and also the complexity of development. I'd say that's that's a big one. Um, so I started mine about eight years ago uh, for another software product that I needed to help run a call center. And that's where we started this thing. And it was very basic. It was before AI was a word that most people use. Nowadays, you know, you go to YouTube, you'll see thousands of reels and all kinds of shorts and stuff like that um, about AI. It's a very hot topic now. Uh, But I've been working with artificial intelligence in some capacity for almost a decade now. Uh, So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, where do you start? And now that there's things like ChatGPT out there, the option a lot of people are looking at is, well, how can I just integrate with somebody else's AI? Uh, and there's advantages there as well, right? You know, speed to release, things like that. But there are costs associated and also there's limitations. Um, and then anytime you're implementing somebody else's thing, you can't really put restrictions on it because you don't own it. So mm-hmm. someone could use something that's integrated in your system to now do something harmful to your system right? Because it's, you've now integrated it into your ecosystem. So if there's a loophole there, vulnerability, you've just exposed it to something that can do a lot of shit in a very short period of time, you know? Um, So that's where with Orbis X, it was more important to keep things streamlined and controlled. And then that way also, you know, we control the training and the learning uh, because I want the AI to continuously learn and make better decisions. uh, But I don't want someone else to be able to manipulate what it does. If that makes sense. So, but I think a big thing is the complexity. How much does AI do for me, the detailer? Uh, Depending on if you're using one of the other crappy softwares, nothing. Uh, If if you're using Orbis X, everything. So yeah, so as a detailer, a few things. Uh, One of the biggest ones would be, it's kind of like a personal assistant um, that does sales. It also does management. Yeah, okay, these are done there. Every detailer needs a personal assistant. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Mm. You can stop right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the big one for me is sales. Uh, so I actually faced a problem at my shop, which was uh, my my guys, you know, as the business grew, they weren't able to call customers as often as we wanted them to, right? Which makes sense. You can only make so many phone calls in a day. But we still wanted to reach out to all the customers. The problem with just sending generic emails out is that you're not learning anything from the customer that's going to help you close the sale and you're not implementing anything that you've learned about the customer to help close the sale. It's just generic. It's, hey, Marty, would you like to book another appointment? I'm sure you enjoyed your last visit. Like that's not going to really do much for you in comparison to a system that looks and says, you know, Marty always books on a Tuesday at 4 p.m. And it's going to look ahead on your calendar and say, geez, you know, we've got a Tuesday 4 p.m. appointment slot that's open in two weeks. And you've told the AI, only book me on days where I have four appointments or less. So the AI checks and says, oh, you know, you've only got three appointments that day. Tuesday 4 p.m. is open. Let me look through all the customer profiles, find the ones that like Tuesdays more than the other ones, and send them a message. And say, we've got a slot on Tuesday that's open, 4 p.m. We know you like Tuesdays. And so AI can do things like this, and that's going to help boost your sales, 
without you having to do anything. And it's going to be a lot more effective than if you just, oh, geez, I'm kind of slower. I want to be booked up next Tuesday. And you just send out a generic blast because you can do that through, you know, an email campaign or something like that. But it's going to be the exact same message to every customer. And you're just blanketing your whole list. The problem with blanketing your whole list too often is that those that aren't ready, it's difficult to remarket to them next week because you just hit them up last week. So then all of a sudden it becomes, oh, my God. You know, Sean sends me a message every week. I don't want to hear from him anymore. Unsubscribe. Now you lost a customer, right? Versus if the AI is only reaching out to them when it has the highest chance of success, you're not just blanket messaging your whole list. So your list stays more fresh for longer and you're going to maintain more customers. So, yeah. So how to use AI to your advantage because you can use some AI for free for a limited period of time and eventually they will charge all the time for it. But for now, you can use some features in ChatGPT for free. But AI is one of those things, depending how you use it, it's kind of like a Google search. You know, you could go to Google, you could search something. Most times you'll get an answer. Sometimes you, you get answers, but they're not the right answer. And it all has to do with how you searched. AI functions the same way. If you ask AI a question, depending on how you ask the question, you know, they say there's no there's no stupid question. Sometimes there's a stupid fucking question. So if you ask a stupid question, the answer you get may not solve your problem. And so that's where the people that are going to win with AI will ask the right questions. They will get the right answers because they're going to ask the questions in certain ways. So I'm here to tell you how you do that as a detailer. And you can start this afternoon as soon as you're done listening to this episode. So I went to ChatGPT. And I ran it through a little exercise to see what it would spit out. And I was curious to see what it would do for ads. So the question went like this. The first question I had asked it was just, write me some detailing ads, write me some detailing posts. And it spit out the most generic stuff that looked like I just copy and pasted it from some other guy's you know, page or something like that. There was no uniqueness to it. And there was no way that I could use that to help sell for my business. It was just generic content. So asking the right question, you start with building a profile of your customer. So this is where the compounding questions where you build upon the previous question comes into play. So I started by saying, okay, ChatGPT, build a profile for a customer that would want to get their car detailed and list the problems they may have that our detailing business can solve. So this thing literally, if you look at what it printed out, and I'll read it for those that uh, aren't watching, you'll see it says customer profile. And then it says name, John Smith, age 35, occupation, accountant, location, city X. Everyone wants to visit. <laughs> Car, 2018 Honda Accord. So it's just built this profile because I asked it, build a profile of a customer, right? But then I gave it some other things. They want to get their car detailed. So they'd included a car. So now that I've built this customer profile, it starts to spit out profile description. John Smith is a busy professional that values the appearance and cleanliness of his car. He's a meticulous uh, person that maintains his vehicle and wants it to look best all the time. He uses his car daily for commuting to work, client meetings, and running errands around the city. He takes pride in his car, yada, yada, yada. Keeps going. So this is what the AI now has in its memory. So you told it, build a customer profile. It's built a customer profile. So it now thinks it's that person. And then this is where the magic comes in is you ask it more questions, right? So the next part was list the problems they have and the solutions that we would have as a business to their problem. This is where the meat and potatoes comes in, how you can build your ads. Because it says problems and challenges and it lists them. Exterior dirt and grind. John's car often accumulates dirt, dust, grime from regular use, making the exterior look dull and unattractive. He wants thorough cleaning. And then it goes through a list. Interior cleaning, odor removal, stains and spills, paint protection, scratch removal, headlight restoration. Keeps going. And it goes all the way down to time constraints, convenience. By understanding John's needs and challenges, your business um, can tailor its services to address these specific problems. So the point is, it just gave you a list of 10 problems that that customer profile is going to have. So now this is where you can either A, ask AI, which I did later, 
uh, I'll show you, but you can ask it to build ads, social media posts. You can ask it to build all these things around that with the content. You could literally copy and paste this and you could have a whole year's worth of marketing campaigns that are going to go out to certain demographics that you've built within ChatGPT. The other thing you can do is you can take that and you can say, okay, I want to try and upsell our odor removal a lot. So, okay, so let me go now and let me take this list and where it says odor removal, it tells you why John, this profile that it built, wants to remove odor from his car. So you can start to make ads around very specific problems for customer profiles. Now, this is just showing you sort of a scratch the surface kind of thing, because this is too generic, in my opinion, still, because this is just some random John Smith, right? Where the real magic comes in, though, and this is where I wanted to highlight the difference, ask it the same question with a couple of differences. So build a profile of a female customer that wants to get their car detailed. And I go in with the exact same thing. Tell me the problems it has. So it builds customer profile to Emily Johnson. She's 28. She's a marketing manager. She lives in the suburbs and she has a 2022 Camry. All right. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything but the hair color. <laughs> so it tells us her job description, what she values. She, you know, busy lifestyle. She uses her car for commuting, social events, and occasional road trips, yada, yada, yada. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is great. But then it goes into her problems and challenges. And the thing is, her problems and challenges are different than the other one. Right. Because the AI knows she's female and the AI knows that she has a different type of lifestyle. So this is where you can start to tailor and craft your ads differently depending on genders, age, so on and so forth, just by asking the same question, but a little differently. So imagine now you want to sell ceramic coating and you're trying to find the best target audience. Try this with a few different ages. Be like, I want to write a ceramic coating ad for females that are between the ages of you know, 45 and 50. Um, and then do the same question between the age of 19 and 25. And then depending on what problems you see there, you're going to be able to look at that list and say, oh, the 19 to 25 year old thinks about ceramic coating and the reasons for it differently than the 45 to 50 year old, right? So you can start to structure ads. And then when you go into your favorite marketing program, you know, whether it's Facebook ads or whatever you're using, you'll be able to tailor ads specifically for those demographics and build ads around those problems and the solutions that you've identified now for that age demographic, right? So the last example I have here, which is followed up by the now what I'll get into, is I asked it to build a profile for a male customer who drives a truck that wants to get their truck ceramic coated, list the problems that they may have, and I would like you to solve them. And I would also like you to make some social media posts for me and then write a funny yet informative email that will help convert this lead into a sale. That was the question that I asked ChatGPT. It's a big task. If you were to ask one of your staff that, they'd probably their head would go kaboom, just like the fireworks, <laughs> right? So ChatGPT, by the way, all this stuff that ChatGPT spit out, I was on ChatGPT for six minutes. Six minutes, and that included the time printing this stuff, okay? So when you think about what AI can do for you with your time, most meetings with a marketing guru, for example, will be, you know, 30 minutes to an hour just for a consultation. And what are you going to get at the end of that 30 minutes? This six minute exercise here, I've already learned so much about different types of customers and what problems they think they have for these products and how I can structure them. So anyway, it built me this profile about this guy, John Anderson. He's 38, drives an F-150 and the problems that he has with his truck that he wants to solve. So he uses it for work as well as it says it's his home away from home. That's what the AI said. The AI called it a home away from home. So it's it's very personable, right? But anyway, um, so it addresses problems like pain protection, time constraints, being a full-time truck driver, John has limited time for vehicle maintenance. Right there, that kind of stuff is perfect. So when you're structuring your ads, you can be like, run it at a time, John. You know what I mean? No problem. We've got you covered. So there's all these things, easy maintenance, long-term investment, aesthetics. And you got to think like it throws things in like aesthetics because probably because I said a male customer in this case, the male customer, you know, we're very big on, you know, how we look in our cars and stuff like that. So it's tailoring things based on what I said, you know, pet hair and odor. Oh, that was back to Emily. Oops, I'm going backwards here. Anyway, 
long story short, there's a lot of things you can learn here um, about the customers. But then where was the email one? There we go. So here, create the five social media posts. It just made me a bunch of posts here. And it even tells me for this post, try to find a sleek, shiny pickup truck with a ceramic coated finish for the image. Then it says for the heading, protect and enhance your truck's beauty. For the content, don't let time and the elements dull your truck's shine. Our professional ceramic coating service provides a long lasting, glossy finish that repels dirt and damage. Drive in style and protect your investment. Book your appointment today. Straight to the point, you didn't have to write a thing. You copy and paste that into your you know, scheduler so you can have all your social media posts taken care of. It takes seconds, you know. but this is the power of AI. So the last thing is that I asked it to write an email. So subject, your truck's secret to looking like a superstar. Pretty good subject for a machine telling you that, you know, not terrible. You can always improve on these things, but hey, man, this was six minutes of work here. You know what I mean? So this is, this is the power of AI. So the cool thing I think is just the way it writes. Hey there, John. It's pretty cool. Instead of, you know, like, good afternoon, sir, or some, that's what you'd expect from a machine, right? So hope this email finds you and your trusty truck cruising along like a well-oiled machine. Great hook, right? <laughs> Jesus. I couldn't help but notice that your truck-loving rock star is need, in need of uh, some extra TLC for your four-wheeled companion. So you said we could edit. That yeah. would be a great time to put in between those two sentences. Mm. And. And. And then you can lead into your butt. And then the well, therefore. But you're, you're, yeah, you're bringing well, you're them along, up right? Yeah, yeah. Well oil machine. And. And. Yeah. And then here. Well, guess what? We've got just the thing to make your truck shine like a Hollywood star on the red carpet. You know, yeah. it's got some wicked content. So anyway, it goes in. I'm going to post the whole thing after the episode so that you guys can see what it did. And I'll post the questions that I asked as well, uh, because honestly, there's so much content that we could dive into. The whole thing you need to understand is the power of the tools that you have available with AI. They're phenomenal. And that's why OrbisX has been at the forefront of AI since day one in this industry. And that's why that's been the biggest thing we push is like, yeah, okay, great. We may not have had this or that at the time, you know, like, uh, but we got AI that kicks ass and it solves a lot of these problems and the other stuff can come later. So then now that we've got all the other stuff, we're literally the full package, uh, but that's where AI really comes into play. And we're launching our new email marketing platform, uh, which is going to have AI based content generation along with it. So you'll be able to ask Orbis X questions and then Orbis X can help you write your templates for your emails as well. Um, so that kind of stuff is uh, coming built in as well, uh, which is going to be dope. But that's where for now, I recommend use ChatGPT to save yourself some time or use another AI based, you know, website uh, platform. There's tons of them out there and ask it the right questions. Once you understand what it is, it's just a machine that's going to help you answer those questions. Asking the right questions in the right way is how you're going to be able to use AI to your advantage. And this is how my shop is using it right now. Absolutely. There we go. It was uh, a lot of flowers in that bouquet. So <laughs> No, that was not tips. There was no bouquet there. That was just kaboom. solid knowledge. Yeah, kaboom. that's kaboom. <laughs> that's kaboom. That's Never will anybody hear inside of an auto detailing podcast that type of information. Never. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Nicely done. 100%. Thanks, man. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. Good job. Yeah. And then you find out later I'm a robot. <laughs> I am the AI, but uh, awesome. Well, listen, uh, that's that's all I got for today. I, uh, I got to go actually build a little bit more AI before I take a dip in the pool. So uh, I'm training uh, a little more fatigue stuff for the, the AI, AI heartbeat right now. Uh, oh, I thought you meant fatigue of the pool. So you had to go like oh, yeah, extra yeah, yeah. laps and, you know. The, the like... pool's where I go to refresh after oh, oh, okay. coding. Yeah, yeah. But no, I got uh, I got about maybe 45 lines that I was just finishing up before the podcast. I got to go finish those and then uh, we're good to go. Yeah, we're doing some pretty interesting stuff, man. It's uh, yeah with the AI stuff. It's, it's just getting started. That I will say. They're not going to take over the world, but AI is definitely some interesting stuff's about to happen. 
like uh, a buddy of mine, for example, last thing I'll say, he's got a, a call center um, and he, he does like support and things like that for big companies, Samsung and a bunch of them. And they have streamlined all their internal communications with AI so that even if someone sends an email to one of the internal staff, the AI will read it. It will check the person's calendar to see, you know, like, let's say someone says, hey, did you finish that project yet? It'll check their calendar automatically, see if the task is marked done. And if it is, it'll write back and it'll be like, hey, Sam, no problem. I already finished the project for you. Smiley face, send. It happens automatically. It's wild, the stuff they're doing. And it's all, so they said they've reduced their internal communications down significantly to the point that they have an extra two hours every week to do team building stuff outside. So they, they go outside, they do stuff like, you know, hacky sack races and like random stuff. So the company culture has gone way up and it's all extra time that they are saving with AI. I mean, you like the hacky sack? Hacky sack. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. You, were you a hackier back in the day? I used to, at college, oh, high time. school, would yeah, carry yeah. a hacky sack with me. Anytime mm-hmm. you found a couple of buddies, it's like, come on, man. We got five yeah, yeah. minutes. Let's hack it up. Absolutely, like, man. Fuck yeah, man. I used That's to love awesome. the hacky sack. We're going to have to, okay, we're going to have to get wow. get into it when we, yeah. yeah, damn, when you're back from Brazil. Oh, wow. <laughs> I went the whole episode. <laughs> See, AI wouldn't have made that mistake. They would not have. They would not have. Damn, I'm only human, guys. What can I say? <laughs> me too. I didn't even finish out the ABT in my illustration, so trust me, I get yeah, it. There we go. See, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like as i was reading back over that i was like god damn it i didn't even finish it You're like, damn, I, I, I had a great even... illustration in the post and then fucking add must have kicked in or something i just went ahead and posted it like boom posted. i didn't even finish it out like oh, i get it man yeah yeah Boy, it happens, i wish know? i would have had chat gpt for that one see exactly yeah it's like chat gpt what am i missing from here it'd be like the t idiot no. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, guys, go play with ChatGPT and remember Marty's principles there with the ABT so that when you ask the questions, you could actually even train ChatGPT. You could say, I want to write some ads following this formula. And then you could teach it ABT. And then all the ads that you ask it to write after that, it's going to follow that formula for you. That's like, that's incredible, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So get on it. And as Marty said, you're not going to hear this in any other podcast, uh, anywhere else in this industry and commercial free. So (laughs) what can I say? (laughs) Anyways, Marty, I appreciate you, brother. I'll see you next week. Um, Yeah, man. And uh, we'll we'll chop it up more. (laughs) Thanks, bro. See you.